You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Dolphins in That Podcast. I'm Daniel Yafusi. That is David Neal. Thanks so much for tuning in. Quick reminder before we start, make sure to subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page, like, share, comment, as well as subscribe to the Miami Herald. Now, we are back uh, after a short week for your Miami Dolphins, but it was a uh, a successful short week as they went up to East Rutherford, New Jersey for the NFL's first Black Friday game uh, to face their divisional rival, the New York Jets. They came away with a 34-13 beatdown of the Jets. Uh, they returned home, uh, maybe got some late Thanksgiving food with their family after missing uh, the festivities on Thursday. Uh, and they actually saw their division lead in the AFC, incre- AFC East, I should say, increase after the Buffalo Bills lost to the Philadelphia Eagles. So your Miami Dolphins now two and a half games up uh, in the division, getting closer and closer to potentially sealing up that first division title since 2008. However, they didn't come out of the game unscathed. Um, unfortunate news for a uh, breakout pass rusher outside linebacker Jalen Phillips, who suffered a season-ending torn Achilles uh, late in that game. Mike McDaniel confirmed the news on Saturday. Um, really, really unfortunate news for a player who had overcome uh, some early season injuries, playing the best ball of his career, um, even had a sack in the game. But now the Dolphins will have to move on without him. Uh, they're quickly uh, got some reinforcements. They've announced today that they signed uh, veteran pass rusher Jason Pierre-Paul, a Deerfield Beach native, three-time Pro Bowl, the two-time Super Bowl champion. So he joins the team uh, to give them a little bit of depth as the calendar moves on to December, uh, and they get ready for that stretch run, which uh, begins the, the December slate with the road game against the Washington Commanders. We're going to get into all of that. Um, but we got to start with, again, uh, the unfortunate news regarding Jalen Phillips. Um, you know, just a week or two ago, uh, Jalen Phillips was speaking to reporters, and he talked about uh, how the early season injuries really weighed on his mental. And, you know, for those who don't know, this was a guy who at one point retired from football. Um, because of a uh, kind of spate of head injuries and concussions that he dealt with uh, back at UCLA. Now, again, for the locals, they know that he came back, he started at University of Miami, and then he was the number 18 overall pick for the Dolphins. I mean, he really was playing the best ball of his young career. I mean, he was a guy that everyone had really looked at as the breakout candidate before him and really Javon Holland before this season started. I mean, again, it got off to a slow start. He had five sacks, uh, excuse me, uh, five straight games with a sack, Um, You know, six and a half sacks is tied for the team lead. So this is like a really big loss, especially for a defense that uh, had just gotten the full strength. And, you know, this time of the year, like, you can't really say that about any team. But you could say that for the Dolphins' defense. I mean, they didn't have anybody on the injury report leading up to last week. Um, You know, they were finally fully healthy, uh, I guess, starting week nine in Germany when Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard got back into the lineup. Um, so it really is unfortunate. He's just like a great guy, great with the media, um, you know, very accountable and whatnot. Um, but I guess the one thing that you can say, like going forward, if you're a Dolphins fan, if you're the Dolphins, you can say, you know, we kind of have been in this situation before. 
You know, like I said, he was out, uh, you know, I think week two, week three. Um, they had Andrew Van Ginkle step up. I think he'll obviously kind of slot into that starting role. Emmanuel Agba, you know, he has the highest cap hit on the team. He hasn't played a lot. Um, I think he's going to be expected to step up. And then obviously, you know, I, I'm not sure what to expect from Jason Pierre-Paul. But, you know, he was a guy who, you know, was kind of sniffing around for that opportunity to join a contender. Uh, he gets it here. And, you know, I, I think it's kind of like anything that he can add is, is, is a bonus. You know, I'm not expecting a whole lot from him, but he is a guy who, um, you know, just two years ago was contributing to a, a Super Bowl team. So we'll, we'll see. But obviously, unfortunate news. But I think the Dolphins and the Dolphins defense are still in a position to continue to succeed, uh, even at, even with him sidelined for the rest of the year. Well, yeah, I mean, I, they're in a position to succeed. Uh, and they've looked, you know, they look great the other day against, well, I mean, granted it was against the Jets who, you know, basically since Aaron Rodgers, uh, Achilles went, uh, they have forsaken offensive football. Um, and, uh, so I don't, uh, I don't think the Dolphins feel, feel Jalen Phillips loss until down the road when, you know, maybe if there's a if there's a playoff loss or a late season loss to one of those, you know, one of those teams we're looking at, then playing down like, you know, Baltimore, Dallas, Buffalo, where you're thinking, ah, boy, yeah, that having him to create a little more pressure on the quarterback, having him to, you know, just wreck havoc in there with the way he can. Yeah, that that might have made a little bit of a difference, um, but this happens, and um, you know the Dolphins are going to do what they can. obviously you know do what they can try to fill how they can, and you know so it, it is just a shame for a young man who is you know like you said he's fought fought back from previous injuries he'd almost. Uh, you know, left the game, given up. I mean, he, did, he did, he did, he did, he did leave it. Yeah, he, he did right. leave it. And, you know, he's, you know, it's just, man, you, you hate to see that happen to anybody and um, especially someone who has fought back from injury again just this season and is playing well. And so, yeah, it's that's tough. Uh, but, you know, yeah, I mean, nobody's nobody's probably healthy this time of year. So, and and that the Dolphins had that level of health going into these games was uh, impressive, shocking. It was an advantage, and so you're, they're kind of. It's kind of like okay, you you kind of just lost an advantage. You you're yeah. not, you know, it's not like you're you fell behind, you know. So as far as health goes, so um, you know, I hope he's. I hope he's able to come back and uh yeah, I mean we've I was gonna say we've rubble. seen we've seen with these Achilles, you know, Nick Needham just came back. I mean, it was really for him it was really a year long kind of recovery and rehab. Yeah. You know, he injured his uh he tore his Achilles October twenty twenty two. He pretty much played his first game October twenty twenty two. Um, you know, it was, it was interesting to to hear. Uh, you know, obviously uh you, you mentioned what happened with uh Aaron Rodgers. He actually, you know, the Pat McAfee show said that he went out there, uh, he was obviously on the sideline, he went out there as he was kind of Jalen was being put on the cart and about to be um, you know, transported into the locker room. And he kind of gave him some reassuring um words and said, you know, you're gonna be all right. And it looks like uh, he's trying to get in contact with him. You know, we all know it looks like Aaron Rodgers is trying to come back 
um, pretty soon from his Achilles injury. And, you know, he mentioned that uh, we've seen with Cam Akers, you know, coming back, uh, you know, within I think it was like six or eight months, you know, coming back in the same season. Or I guess his injury was in the summer and he came back late in the season. Obviously, you know, the Dolphins are going to be cautious with him. They're going to be careful. They're going to make sure that he's not he doesn't come back until he's ready. Um, but, you know, we have seen, obviously, with the way medicine is and technology is, you know, guys, these injuries aren't as devastating as, uh, you know, they have been. But, uh, just, again, just really unfortunate. You know, again, the, the one thing I'll say is, you know, if you're kind of looking forward, you know, it's nothing positive about the injury. But if you want to have any room for optimism, you know, the, the Dolphins have had uh, a pass rush from everywhere. It hasn't just been like a one man bam. Right. You know, right. like I said, Christian Wilkins is six and a half. Uh, Bradley Chubb, even, even Emmanuel Agua, who like hasn't really played a lot. He has four sacks. Like I didn't even know that. I had to, you know, he had one and a half yeah. sacks. Like he came in, he had one and a half sacks. Um, so, you know, they've gotten, they've gotten pass rush from everybody. Um, but it, like you said, it is, it is one of those things where, you know, when you do get into the tougher stretch of the season, uh, you know, late in December, um, and you, you know, do, you know, eventually make it to the playoffs, you do kind of wonder, you know, if you do have a loss like that, you wonder like, Hey, where would this guy have, have slotted in uh, and helping us? Because I tweeted it out, like, before the injury. Like, the first half, like, I was like, he was the best player on the field. And that's over Tua, that's over Tyreek, that's over Jalen. Like, he, in my eyes, was the best player on the field just in terms of how disruptive he was. Um, and he was just ascending like we all thought he would. Um, so, yeah, again, just, just overall unfortunate. You know, we wish him all the best. Um, and, and, again, you know, they brought in JPP. It looks like we're – you know, they officially announced the signing. So looks like he'll be at practice. He's already in the area. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll, we'll talk to him and see kind of what the team's plans are for him as they move on. All right. Uh, anything else you want to add? <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> we, 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 yeah, we, uh, you know, uh, just the, uh, th that was such a bizarre, that felt like such a bizarre game on Friday. It really did. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, the Dolphins. So the Dolphins were really in control for the entire. I mean, I was gonna say we didn't really touch on the game because it was so many days away. It was a blowout. We, we saw, but yeah, it was a it, it was a game in which they were really in control for it. And within a one minute span, it looked like the Dolphins were about to lose control of that game because we saw two throw the right. two interceptions. And then, as we all saw, you kind of get one of the more memorable plays in recent Dolphins history where Javon Holland, you know, fields a Hail Mary attempt at the one-yard line, and everyone's all the way downfield. So he just has a clear alley to the end zone. You know, yeah. he, gets some, he gets some key blocks from his teammates. Um, but that just kind of shut the door on, you know, any – like, we, like for a minute, we're like, oh, wow, this is going to be a game. Because, you know, the yeah. first two quarters, like first, I guess, 29 minutes – you're like, all right, the Dolphins are just going to cruise. And then Tua throws the two picks, including the pick six. And you're like, oh, wait, we might have a game. And then quickly, like, that goes. <laughs> yeah. That, you, that goes you, knew, you knew it wasn't going to happen on a, on such a whacked play and uh, such a wild sequence. Um, and But then for, you know, a lot of things that happened in the second half were just kind of – it It felt very – felt like a – very strange game. Um, yeah, you had an ejection, like like a yeah, melee or whatever. And, and, going on. and of course, like as soon as the you know Javon Holland crosses the goal, goal line, and you know there's uh, you know Mike McDaniel's running, he's off running the, off the field like he's like, like, right. Woo. And yeah. and then you know immediately, of course, everybody's like, "That is such a Jets play." It's a couple people said, "That's the most Jets play ever," and then of course everybody went, "Butt fumble." <laughs> You're like, yeah, oh, yeah. I was gonna say, I remember the butt fumble. I saw this yeah. live. I'm like, I like when, when he feel like, I remember he was when Javon fielded the ball at the one yard line. It like nobody really thought like he would 
like at that point, it was just like, all right, he, he got to lower. Like, like that happens from time to time where you know we have a hail mary thing in the first half. Right. A guy picks it off and then you're done. But he starts running out. We get to the twenty, and I'm like, I'm looking down the field. I'm like, wait, there's like nobody near him. And then he starts. Yeah, I've been in weaving, and then he breaks Tim Boyle's ankles, and we're like, wow, he's actually. Yeah. I think I think yeah. by the time he got to midfield, I was like, I'm pretty sure he's gonna take it. And then I was like, right, the only guy really in front of him is Tim Boyle, and I'm like, I don't think Tim Boyle's gonna. And he kind of cuts it, cuts inside, comes out, cuts outside. And it's like he put, wow. he put him in the spin cycle, and uh, yeah, took out both the ankles, and yeah, did an Allen Iverson number on him, Barry Sanders. It was it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. Um, and uh, yeah, it, but it it was such a strange, but it really was a strange game. And you know, everybody's like, "Oh, it's on Black Friday," and it's just, it just, it was just very strange. Um, and uh, but it, it also actually, in a strange way, felt like it felt like the kind of game that you don't get out of without a, some type of problem. Um, yeah, you know, it's just like short week where, where things happen. And 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 I wrote I wrote about that. Like it kind of. That game, like, if anything, it um, it spoke to how kind of fraught, and I, I think that's the right word I'm using, fraught, like, this stretch run is for a contender. um, Because you come out, but it's almost like at what cost? You know? Right. Honestly, I think some Dolphins fans, well, I think everyone probably would have said, like, I'd rather lose that game than lose Jalen Phillips for the stretch run. Um, And it's like, all right, you won, but, you know, you lost one of your best players. Um, yeah. That one minute stretch where Tua kind of just kind of lost his head and threw two picks and now he has a career high 10 interceptions this season. I said like that is something that will go as a blip otherwise over the course of the regular season. But it's significant to me because had you played a way more competent team, I think that that would have been a lot more detrimental, oh, yeah. a lot more that consequential. Um, because and definitely. obviously like, he threw the pick six. So we already gave them six of their points. But had they played a better team, I think that would have been a lot more consequential. So it's not, and that's why it's not something that we can say, oh, he just threw two picks, through two interceptions at the end of the half, but the defense bailed him out. Like, no, I think that if you played a better team, that stuff starts to haunt you. And that's why, again, when even when they were winning earlier in the season and beating bad teams like the Giants or Panthers, it was the manner in which they were winning those games and certain things that happened in the flow of the game where I'm like, okay, you were able to get away with that against the bad team, but right. not a good team. So right. it wasn't a perfect effort. I know that the box – I mean, I mean, my eyes tell me that they dominated that game, and the bo- the stats tell me that, but the little things inside the game tell me that, like, some things wouldn't – you wouldn't be able to get away with some things against better teams. Right, yeah. It, it, there was a little bit of sloppiness there, definitely. And, um, you know, if you – like, I don't think the – I don't think the pick six was a factor of the Jets having a great defense. I, I felt like that was a factor of two away a couple seconds too long to throw that ball. And yeah. then, and that a lot of, there are a lot of corners who would have picked that off and, you know, that would have happened against a lot of defenses. And while the second interception was really great, great play, it's again, right. Like, you know, that happens in a, against somebody else. You're going in the locker room at 10 9, 10, nine instead or, of, yeah, or maybe worse, you know. So, but yeah, we're, we're, we're game. Um, and you know, yeah, they move on, but they want it, you know, you move on. And there was, there was a lot of that this past weekend, by the way, just a lot of weirdness, a lot of uh, questionable quarterback play, but or yeah. just bad. Um, just, you know, you know, as you know, finished off by 
that mess that desecrated our TV screens last night and desecrated the good name of Monday Night Football. And somebody in the NFL office, I don't think they need to be fired, but somebody need to be slapped over putting the Bears on prime time. You know, five times, years. six times a year. Yeah. And we knew they were going to suck. We knew they were going to be bad. Everybody knew they were going to be bad. I don't care if they're in the number th- two, th- three media market. You're in the NFL. You're a national league. Every team, any team that gets good is a national team. And if you suck, you suck. You know, get them out of there. You don't, you know, stop inflicting the Giants and the Bears on us in prime time. That that was just, oh, I, I, I had, there was, and there was no palate washer to get, get it out of your mouth before you went to bed. It ended late and it was, and uh, I just, uh. Hey, markets rule everything, cash rules everything. That, that, um, that, that, so yeah. that's just that's just that's just the way it is, and you gotta you gotta live with it for better or for worse. No, 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 not not always, not always. There are times when when the Giants and the Jets been bad. There were years where you didn't see that you they were stashed at one o'clock. You know, small. You know, their region had okay, fine. We you you know shoved them off to the side. You know, let us. Let us have our Indianapolis and our New England and our, you know, Denver when they were really good, good, you know. But, you know, looking up again and seeing the Bears again on prime time, ain't nothing prime about them, but it's about as prime as a McRib. I mean, dang on. So, anyway, let's. Let's get yeah, I was gonna say you. Uh, yeah, you obviously want to get that off your chest, but I, 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 it was it. it, it I think it messed up my work day. <laughs> I mean, it's just... I was gonna say I fell asleep, so you know, I'm saying I was cool. But uh, we're gonna take a short break. When we come back on this side of things, um, the Dolphins are eight and three for the second straight year. We all know what happened last year when they started eight and three, five straight losses before they finally got that decisive win to get into the playoffs. Are they better equipped to avoid that stretch one collapse? We're gonna discuss that in more. So stay locked with us, and we'll be back soon. What's going on, everybody? Still here on the Dolphins with that podcast, talking all things Dolphins with David Neal. Uh, and on the first half, we discussed uh, the Dolphins win over the uh, Jets on Black Friday. Uh, the unfortunate um, news regarding Jalen Phillips, who was out for the year with the torn Achilles as well um, as the Dolphins' uh, addition of Jason Pierre-Paul to kind of provide some reinforcements. We're going to start to uh, look ahead. The calendar is turning to December. We're already... Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply approaching December football, which is crazy. Um, the Dolphins are... Usually what happens after Thanksgiving. Usually what happens after Thanksgiving. Uh, the Dolphins are 
uh, eight and three for the second straight year, as I said uh, before, teaser. Um, and we know how that ended last year. Uh, they were eight and three, riding a five-game winning streak. Um, but the the schedule got a little tougher as they turned into December. Uh, we saw some losses to uh, the 49ers, to the Chargers, to the Bills. Um, then Tua, uh, that five-game winning streak coincided with Tua Tungabailoa uh, being put in the concussion protocol for the second straight, uh, for, for the second time that season. His season effectively ended. Um, they lost to the uh, Patriots on the road again uh, before they were able to uh, get get a big win with Skylar Thompson to get back into the playoffs. Um, now, we actually did talk to a couple of players about, you know, on Monday about what they learned from that, um, how December football changes, how they can make sure they avoid that. Um, I think, you know, everyone listening and watching the Dolphins knows that, you know, there's a clear difference from this year and last year, at least so far, is that you know, the quarterback is very healthy. Um, and, and again, the wins, some, some of that losing streak last year did, you know, come when Tua was in the lineup. Uh, but again, you know, I think that, Last couple of games would have been a lot different if Tua had played. Um, he has been very good this season. Um, we, meant, we talked about the turnovers in the first half. Um, he's tied or top three, top five in the NFL in uh, in interceptions. I think the takeaways, the turnovers, are something that really needs to get cleaned up in the second, uh, you know, the stretch run. Um, but I, I think, and as I've mentioned before, we're seeing a different dynamic to this team. Um, and they've mentioned that the players are mentioned as well. You know, this doesn't seem like it's just a finesse team. It looks like a team that um, can run and run in key moments. Like they're not just, you know, 80 yards to the house, 75 yards to the house. Like they're a team that can get tough yards when needed. Um, I still would like to see them a little better in short yard situations. And we saw some of those issues again on Friday, on Friday, but you know, they, they did have some success, um, but they, there looks like there's a little more substance to this team, you know, Obviously, we're going to find out for real in a couple of weeks because, you know, they do have uh, the commanders and then uh, the Titans and the Jets. But after that, you know, the pivotal stretch that we're all, we've all been waiting for, you know, Dallas uh, hosting Dallas Christmas Eve, uh, Baltimore uh, New Year's Eve. And then obviously the season finale, the regular season finale with the Bills, that, that will obviously tell a lot. But it does feel like there's a little more substance to this team. And as I mentioned in the first half, I think the defense is well-equipped uh, to really guide them. You know, the, the offense hasn't been, like, the first month of the season offense. Like, they just haven't. Um, but I don't think you need to be that to be, you know, a, a Super Bowl conference, you know, finalist-type team. I think that uh, they're showing a lot more balance, a lot more substance on both sides of the ball. Um, so, obviously, you know, Tua staying healthy, you know, knock on wood, he stays healthy. I think that they're definitely – much more equipped, uh, you know, to to enter this stretch run and come out, uh, you know, unscathed. They're coming out pretty successful. What do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, that's major factor is the quarterback being healthy. I mean, it's it's kind of kind of obvious. And also, I think they're you know obviously they're you know you have a def you have a better defense, um, and a very good defense. And you know when it comes right down to it, at some point your defense is going to have to make plays make significant plays um, in December games, January games, February games um, for, you know, for you to win. And I think the other thing that helps is, I mean, Commanders, Titans, Jets. You should be, you should be, you should be 11 and three by the time you. Yeah. The and um, yeah, it's just, that's just where they are. And then that's where, you know, look at 
those teams and those teams are kind of figuring out who they're still figuring out who they are from the quarterback out. And, um, you know, while the, you know, the jets trying to figure out who they are, you know, when they have the ball period. And so, yeah, this is, you know, these are three games that set up as you should win them. And, you know, once you're at 11 and three, yeah, you want to win those last three games. Uh, but the Dolphins could be playing pretty free of, I mean, well, conference seating, obviously. But I mean, yeah, I think I think that's the major thing right now. I think well, obviously you still have a couple of weeks until you can officially seal up the AFC East. Right. But I think that the focus for most Dolphins fans and what it probably should be is is like. You know, like a conference seeding. You know, they they actually were momentarily the number one seed after beating right. uh, the the Jets on Friday. But obviously, uh, you know, the other games had to be played. All the division leaders won, so Baltimore, Kansas City, Jacksonville won, and that knocked them back down. But there is a real opportunity again. Just the nature of the schedules, the Dolphins have an easier schedule than some of these other teams that are at the top. Um, you know, Baltimore still has to play Jacksonville, so one of those teams is going to get knocked off. Uh, you know, soon. So, I mean, there is an opportunity if you take care of your business. Like, I don't, I still don't know if the number one seed is like a, it, it, it's going to be tough again because of that head to head loss with, uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs. But if you beat the Ravens, you know, in week 17, yeah. that could be the difference between maybe a two seed or a three seed. It's like, all right, if you get the two seed, you can host two games and maybe a third. So, that's, um, that's still a, that could be a one seed game. Yeah. For all we that know. Could be a one seed. I mean, um, you know, Kansas City's not a lock to win out or anything. And um, so, uh, yeah, this is – the Dolphins have the division before them. And, you know, it just put – just the opportunity to be able to play those last three games with just one less thing on their mind and um, play a little freer and, yeah, you know, get the goal, get the goal. Beating a team that has a winning record at the time you played them. Yes, I know. You know now. Now that Denver's, uh, hey, do- nobody can say the Dolphins haven't beat <laughs> a winning team. Now I don't think anybody thought it was going to be the Broncos, but well, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, that's. I, I obviously they're better equipped. It's just they're they're healthy. Um, yeah, I mean they still got they got some they got some things to monitor though. You know, Toronto Armstead. Uh, you know, Mike McDaniel said he's week to week. He left that game in a quad injury. We saw Kendall Lamb, who like was added on Friday with a back injury, and he wasn't even able to go in the game when Swan Armstead got injured. Um, you know, that's his status for this Sunday is going to be kind of iffy, kind of dicey. Uh, A Chan, we still don't know what's up with him. It seems like they, it seems like him not playing on Thursday on Friday was more precautionary than anything. Um, but still, we got to kind of monitor his status. But yeah, that's the main thing right now because really. Health-wise, the Dolphins are in pretty good shape. And, you know, we right, talk yeah. about it so much. You know, a lot of a lot of, you know, who gets to the big dance at the end isn't as much, you know, it's 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 just as much as how healthy you are as, you know, how well you're playing. So, you know, I think that they could be a little cautious. I think they probably should be a little more cautious with Armstead. Um, just given like they want to make sure that he can get to, you know, late December and January. You know, if you can if you gotta sit him for a game or two, make sure he's all good, his legs all good, and then he's ready for, you know, the Dallas game. Uh 
I, I think I think you can you can get by in this stretch right now. And same with same with Achan. If there's any kind of trepidation, any trying to uh, you know, uh just kind of worry about how it is. And it looks like um McDaniel wasn't as worried about, you know, him re-injuring his knee as it was just kind of like the confidence and him being able to fill fulfill all of his roles. I don't I don't mind, you know, keeping him out for an extra week just to make sure he's all good to go. Yeah, that definitely not. Why? I mean, there's no need to rush anybody back at this point. There, I mean, there just isn't. Um, and I, you know, the next game, it, you know, they, yeah, they all mean something. But the next game with, you know, probably multiple meetings and bigger pick, really bigger picture meetings, just on the setup, on the face of it, uh, is the Baltimore game. And yeah, before before then, you know. You say you're you're facing teams that, as they set up, you're better there, yeah, significantly better than. And so, you know, it's you know, if you play that way, and if you play to your ability and play significantly better than them, then you're going to win. And you know, even with Armstead out uh, and without Phillips, without you know, or without HN, and with you know probably other people hobbled that we that are kind of probable on the injury report or you know not on the injury report because they you know they're gonna play so they're like we ain't putting you on the injury report <laughs> you know um so yeah i they're just they're this is a different year uh i think a very different dolphins team and another thing that's going to that came into play last year i think was you know your head coach was a rookie <laughs> the head coach was a was a rookie and he's at the end of his rookie season and he made some rookie mistakes and he's not a rookie anymore and while he you know he'll he might make new mistakes but he won't make those rookie mistakes and i think that puts them in better stead also yeah, I mean, uh, we have seen, I think we've seen improvement from game management and whatnot. Again, as I mentioned, the short yardage stuff, I know a fan, I know a lot of fans are still a little frustrated with some of the play calling. Uh, they still got to get that fixed. But yeah, we definitely have seen a, a better Mike McDaniel as a head coach. Um, you know, we talked about this stretch, uh, the stretch run entering December. It starts this Sunday on the road against the Washington Commanders, a team that also played early on the short week. Uh, they got blown out. Uh, by the Dallas Cowboys, but um, you know they they're at home. Gonna have a couple of days like the Dolphins to kind of uh get ready for this matchup. Um, like you said, I mean on talent on paper, this team is more talented. You know, Washington just traded away uh two of their young pass rushers at the trade deadline. Uh, Sam Howe, I yeah. thought he's I think he's looked like a a starting caliber quarterback uh with Eric Bieniemy in that group but he is the most sacked quarterback in the NFL he drops back to pass more than any quarterback in the NFL uh so this could be another game for the Dolphins where you know even without Jalen Phillips um you know they get after the quarterback they you know get to him early get a lot of sacks uh, on the defensive side of the bar at least for Washington uh, you know they just fired Jack Del Rio um, as defensive coordinator, I believe they fired their defensive backs coach uh, as well. So they got a lot of changes uh, going on in Washington on the defense side of the ball. Um, it looks like Ron Rivera is going to take over the defensive play calling as they try to, you know, salvage that season before uh, you know that new ownership group, you know, makes some big changes. Uh, definitely looks like a game where the Dolphins come in. Uh, and I think they take care of business. Uh, I've been I've been kind of burnt 
we've been kind of burnt picking like these big blowouts. Uh, and then we picked a, a, a kind of close game against the Jets. And then it was a blowout. I mean, I picked like a 10 point win and it was a 21 point win, something like that. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go 31, 13, 31. I think, I think, I, I think Washington can move the ball, but I think that, you know, they're going to, get behind a little bit and they're gonna you know i think we could see a couple couple t- turnovers couple takeaways for the dolphins defense uh but i'm gonna take dolphins in a pretty comfortable win uh well i'm gonna go i'm gonna go 38 20 uh dolphins and i know that sounds like a pretty solid win and i expect them to win pretty solidly but and i don't expect them to like completely blow i mean i i think that 38 comes with a late game interception return or fumble scoop and score pick six some type of you know defensive touchdown and um well, I could be wrong one of the interesting things is that the, if, with the Washington passing that passing that often you might want to they, they might want to rotate those defensive linemen because uh that can get pretty tiring after a while and you know, doing that upfield thing and just as tire in some tiring in a different way than if you're getting pounded all game. And um so but I I do like Miami 38 20 in this. This is their better team. And it's, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's just that simple. And yeah. uh yeah, I know that they're on the road. Uh, so what? Uh, I might yeah, I was gonna say it might be a lot of Dolphins fans out there. Uh the Watch Felix Field is not known for uh you know being yeah. packed with their own fans. So we can see I mean it could be a, a pretty I wanna say a pro Dolphins crowd, but they I think the Dolphins could be well represented. I don't know if there's a lot of Dolphins fans out in the DMV, but uh we'll see. That'll be a little bit of a homecoming for me, uh being from Baltimore. So that'll be fun to head back, head back up there. Uh, and we'll see if the Dolphins what? You're you gonna stay in the hotel, you're gonna stay with mom and dad. Oh, I need some home cooking. Uh, I'm staying at the crib. I'm staying at the crib. I haven't been back on the summer. So that'll be fun. Uh, head back up to the DMV and we'll see if the Dolphins uh, can start the December slate on a winning note. All right. That brings us to the end of another edition of the Dolphins in that podcast. I want to thank you guys as always for tuning in. A reminder as always to subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page. Like, share, comment, or subscribe to the Miami Herald. We got Tua tomorrow. We got Mike McDaniel tomorrow. Uh, we might have JPP tomorrow. Just sign with the team. We're going to have him at some point this week. Uh, so definitely stay tuned uh, to the Miami Herald. We got Hard Knocks Tuesday night. Uh, we'll have a recap of uh, of the episode two of Hard Knocks with the Dolphins. By the time this comes out, by the time you're listening to this now, uh, it would have already been out. So definitely head to the Miami Herald website uh, for your recap if you weren't able to watch it. Um, we'll be back next week to recap another weekend of Dolphins football. But until then, you guys take care. See you.